Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Green Room Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Colin Mitchell. Uh, Colin, it's Sunday, February 18th, and thank you for getting on and fighting through adversity and fighting mm-hmm. through sickness. I'm a lot better today. We got the, the amoxicillin. Speaking of which, I don't know if I took it today. So we're just going to kind of roll and pretend that I did because take I it right take now twice. on the podcast. See? No, I can't do that. I have to count them out. It's not good to take amoxicillin twice. Overdosed on, 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 I wouldn't <laughs> overdose. It's just, I don't want to, gotta, I gotta have all my pills, you know, I did take it. I think, oh, maybe not. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. <laughs> okay. Well, while Colin counts <laughs> out his medicine, um, we haven't done a podcast since the losing streak. So actually that's not true. They we lost three podcast. straight games. We yes. did Patrick Cobbs. We did the Cobbs podcast. So check out the, uh, the football podcast if y'all haven't already. Uh, since then, <clears throat> they've we didn't do one. We didn't do one after the loss to SMU, right? We haven't done a basketball one since that losing streak. Is that correct? No, we yeah, we have not. Okay, I'm just double checking right now, um, because I lose track of where we are at all times. Um, yeah, so three straight losses, Cobbs, and now this. So since then, it's gone. Went over Tulsa. Uh, loss at SMU, 68-71. Win over Memphis, 76-66. to mm-hmm. And now a loss to UAB on the road, 71-62. Colin, that is a 2-2 two and two stretch. That puts them at 7-6 and six in conference play. Um, I would say, you know, this was the stretch where we knew it was going to be difficult, like from, like, the middle portion of the schedule. We'll get to the schedule a little bit more later, but, like, is bookended by <coughs> easy stretch to start, easy stretch to end, and then you have the meat of it, like 10 games where it's you playing, you know, Charlotte, SMU, FA, UAB, USF, like all these teams. Um, so, yeah, seven and six. I don't think we need to talk about the Tulsa and SMU games. Like the SMU game was another disappointing result because they had the lead again and just fell apart. Uh, do you have anything else on that game? Like that was a disappointing game. I mean, um, I feel like those were so were long ago. We kind of every, everyone's accepted it at this point. Uh, the no, problem is, well, yeah, but the problems that SMU lost happened because they just get too tired at the end of games. You just run out, yeah. of, you run out of juice. Yeah, no, and we kind of, I don't know, you can kind of feel it watching that game. Um, and then the Memphis game on Thursday, 76 to 66 win. They hit 16 threes. Um, it was a bugs went what did he finish shooting uh four or five from three jason edwards seven of nine from three rondell hit two aaron scott hit two uh 16 threes on 28 attempts and that is one of the high points of the season to me like bar none and not even because it's memphis not even because it's like a, a good win but just because like this was the game we went into the season saying, all right, wait till Penny comes to the Super Pit. And if you can beat this team with Javon Quinterly and David Jones, and they added Naquan Tomlin, like they have all these players. And um, this was Memphis on Twitter has been one of the biggest, like not not even just one guy, right? It's like multiple people on Memphis Twitter being like, when, they, when uh, the AAC would tweet out something with Memphis and it'd be like, don't put us with these Conference USA schools. and since then, Memphis has just been getting its butt kicked. So that was a more of like a fun result. <clears throat> yeah. I was very happy with that. Me too. What do you think about that game real quick? 
what's uh what's that mid-major madness saying in his twitter bio gonzaga isn't a mid-major but memphis is so uh yeah memphis is showing that they're a mid-major um no i mean yeah I, I think the the win basically to me was like a shot at everyone on twitter who hates the uh the american but hey you know they could still i guess win in the in the uh conference tournament but anyway. i really i mean it's just it's insane one i'm glad memphis is having these troubles because if they have any sort of competence on a defensive god anything that game looks <laughs> not the same um they're losing to sme right now i don't you have the game up or had it up they, they were down by 18 at one point so um they'll yeah. probably lose that game um yeah uh and then you have tonight UAB not really a rematch of the NIT, but you know they've been rivals. UAB and they've UNT played so many times. So I mean, many they, times. yeah, I mean they've played so many times already this year. Um, Doesn't normally end in the sweep. That home loss to UAB was in the stretch, like it was the overtime loss, and it was right yeah. after the John L. Davis shot against FAU, um, and that was the stretch that really hurt, um, because you know I don't even think. I think Nolan did play in that game, right? Yeah, CJ Nolan played in that game, but yeah. hasn't played much since. And again, they go into this game without Ruben Jones, without CJ Nolan, and end up losing 62 to 71. Um, it was never really, I don't say it was never close, Colin, but it was never uh, within striking distance after right. the first, like, I don't even know how long, but it, I mean, like they jumped out. Yeah, they got up 11. Uh, with five minutes left in the first half and just kind of stayed at that range, stayed in that 10 range forever. Um, so there's no like dynamic, like, oh, break down this specific play or anything. But um, I do think we saw them take away John Bugs, And for the second time, because they said on the broadcast, I think Bugs has now two points in or four points in their two meetings with UAB this year. Yeah. Yeah. So UAB has effectively taken away the second best perimeter scorer on this team because Ruben and CJ are not playing. And as a result, they have nothing else. There's nothing else on this team besides Jason Edwards. Yeah. And I thought a couple, I mean, probably three of those bugs threes were open. I mean, yeah. one of them was wide open and you'd obviously, you hit two of those. The game looks a little bit different, mm-hmm. but I don't even know. Obviously you want to not go four of 18 from three. And we know North Texas teams can't, shoot that bad from three and win games most of the time because just though that's the way they play but i think the biggest discrepancy for me was the physicality inside there wasn't i didn't look at the stats but it didn't really feel like there were any yeah they got out north texas got out rebounded 37 31 um i don't have offensive rebounds in my it was about uh, even 11 and 12 second but, chance points 14 for uab to eight yeah but the thing that 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 bothered me was that. And then the foul line, North Texas had 10 free throws. And in the first half, UAB had 10 free throws attempted. Um, I don't know what the second half would have been without fouls. So I'm not going to count those, but you know, in the second half alone, UAB had 21 free throws, but most of that was from fouls. So we'll call it 20 for the whole game. North Texas has 10, you know, that's 10 points. And then when you don't make those threes, it's really hard to claw back because Jason Edwards, yeah, he can go eight of 15 and score 20 points, but if no one else can score anything else, or more, uh, sorry, 29 points. If no one else can do anything else, then it's really just a one man versus a whole other team. Yeah. And, and Jason Edwards still is um excellent, great player. I mean, he, the, the way he continues to play and he had four assists today. I thought he was fantastic. Just carving up the UAB zone at times um, in the second half, especially to kind of keep them around 10, but 
ultimately the pecking order is not this isn't how it's supposed to look and we've talked right. about it before right this is without Ruben and CJ Nolan on this team you have John Bugs and then you have I'm sorry you have uh Jason Edwards then you have John Bugs then you have Rondell Walker and you have Matthew Stone and you have Christian Moore I mean those are that. your guards and oh guards okay sorry and um Stone had went one of six I give him a, I give him some credit for actually trying to score at times. Yeah. He, he realized he's like I have to do something because we have yeah. no other option, and he tried. He went one of six, and he got his shots like sent to the fourth row a couple times. But like he tried. Um, so yeah, he had three points. Christian Moore had zero points in four minutes. Uh, Rondell Walker two points in thirty three minutes. So it's like you get five points from those three players. And obviously, Bugs had two points, so you want to lump him in there too. But like, that's just where you're asking them to be more than what they are. Yeah. And I think. Do you have anything else on the guards before I, I move into a secondary point? No. Um. That moves into the secondary point where, all right, they had to fight with UAB in the front court, and I thought they just got destroyed in the front court, just killed Lindenberg. If you watch the game, you know how this went. Lindenberg, 26 points, 8 boards, 4 blocks, 9 of 12 at the free throw line, 8 of 13 overall. Uh, he was the best player on the court, him and Jason Edwards, obviously. Coincidentally, the two of like, the best Juco players last year, meeting up yeah. right here and being awesome. So, uh, But yeah, he was the best player on the court, in my opinion. He's going to be – he's one of the best players in the conference. And then uh, Davis, their center, um, 10 points, four boards. I thought he was really effective too. So um, those two lock down the paint. And when you have it to where Aaron Scott, who actually made some shots on the interior today, you know, four or five from two, that's good. But five fouls, like he just didn't seem like he was able to match them, especially not Lindenberg. So it's, yeah, that's just how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I don't... It's, I feel like every game we're like, yeah, we'll wait and see until uh, CJ and uh, and Ruben get back. But are you worried? Ru- like, I'm worried Ruben's not coming back. I don't know. I think he'll come back. back. I don't know what it'll look like. It's going to be that, like. And by coming like- back, it, could, it might not even be the first game of the conference tournament. It could be the second game. Um, I think this team, again, looks a lot different. Like, tonight, this game looks different with CJ just because he's able to do something on the offensive end. Yeah. And obviously, he's another ball handler for you. But it, they don't take that jump to where you and I can sit here, like we talked about, where this team matches up with any team in the conference talent-wise without Ruben. So, yeah. I mean, I think he'll come back. But I don't know to what point because they're obviously not going to want to rush him back because no. they'll just go back out again. And the last, right, the last, sorry, the last regular season game is March 9th against Rice. So I assume the tournament will start was at the 14th, 13th, 13th or 14th, one of those yeah, days. I think something like that. March 13th, that's about four weeks away i mean i don't I, we don't know but it's already been he came back january 25th so it's already been almost a month since that yeah. game he came back and got injured and now we're waiting another month and it's a hamstring injury that like it's way worse because he came back and then re-aggravated it now yeah and well so, not only that because you have to be extra careful you can't like you don't want to re-aggravate the third time yeah so um i think best like I have, I don't have insider information here, but I'm like best, best, best case scenario. I'm thinking March third at home against East Carolina. 
Yeah, and that gives I think you, you need to get back. And that gives you three games to rev up. Yeah, exactly. I think you need to get back in basketball shape because if he comes back, you know, at that yeah. Rice game, then that becomes a problem. Yeah. CJ Nolan, I don't. I thought it wasn't as bad, uh, but he's you know continuing to be out. So hopefully they can get him back for one of these games, maybe next week or two weeks. But without those two, this is just a team with a clear ceiling. And no matter how great Jason Edwards is, you're going to have to shoot incredibly well from three in order to win games. I mean, how many times has Jason scored 30 points or close to 30 points and they've lost a game? Yeah, a lot. You know, like, it's it's, – what were you going to say? Sorry. I I just think it's – they have to shoot the three ball well at this point. Like, it's literally that simple. Against SMU, the game they won, they went 10 of 23, 45%. Tulsa, they went 42%. Memphis, obviously, they went like 60% or whatever it was, 57%. Uh, and then today they don't shoot the ball well. Um, like, it's literally going to be that simple for this team now. Uh, in the game against USF, they lost. They went 5 of 15. Um, and they actually shot – and even when that does happen, they could lose games, right? They lost yeah. the game to SMU where they shot 12 of 23 from three. Um, it's become a team that is very reliant on the three-point shot, and I don't blame them at all because that's kind of just how it has to be with the situation they're in. So um, were you disappointed at all by the defense today? 71 points allowed to UAB? I mean, I, I, thought, they, fouls, I thought they started but... fine. Like early yeah, they, they were locking them up, but I feel like <laughs> they kind of felt it too. Probably after that first half was over, you're like, this isn't going to go well. You know, like Jay, I mean, the only player I think I could really get on probably would be Aaron against Lindenberg. You, you obviously want him to do better there. Lindenberg's really good, but, Aaron Scott, the way we see him, is close to an NBA prospect in terms of defense, and that didn't really show today. Uh, he did have eight yeah. boards, but, I mean, Lindenberg ate his lunch. Um, I think the, the biggest thing I was disappointed with was was most mostly really not seeming to be on the same page on offensive perspective, and that's not, you know, threes or made shots, just so many turnovers. I felt like we're just really bad turnovers. Uh, what were the turnover numbers right here? Uh North Texas had 12 turnovers and they just seemed they didn't they were just on a lot of them were unforced, it, it seemed. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, there was that run, like you said, in the first 13 minutes of the game, it was 14 to 14, and then they go on 11 0 run, and that's pretty much the game. Um, I thought Matt Stone got beat a couple times on defense. Uh, I thought everybody, I thought the centers kind of struggled defensively as well. Lindenberg's so good because he can play the four and the five, yeah, like really effectively. So it's just like, man. It's tough. Um, UAB is a team that I think out of all the teams in the conference, they're probably the ones I want to see the least in the tournament. I think they just match up really well. Like they neutralize North Texas uh, bigs really well. And then um, they can put gains on Edwards and kind of maybe try to tire him out or, um, if North Texas, obviously, even if North Texas is whole, I still think that's probably a really tough matchup. Them and then probably like SMU I'd have is like the two. But I think North Texas beats SMU at full strength. But I'm not sure like them and Charlotte. Yeah, that's probably the two. UAB and Charlotte are probably the two I do not want to play. In yeah, the, uh, just because they're so physical. Yeah, and they kind of neutralize what North Texas does well. Um, all right. Now seven and six, Colin. I have two questions. The first being, 
if I had told you before conference play <laughs> that they were not going to have Ruben for this entire conference, like for, through 13 games, yeah, and they were seven and six, what would your reaction have been? I think it depends on the wins, the wins they have, and I think they have the good wins. They've lost to the teams that I, I mean, preseason we didn't think USF was going to be really good. We didn't think Charlotte yes. was going to be really good. So you have two losses there. Seven and six, I'd say that's pretty good because, or especially preseason, we thought Ruben was going to be your second best, if not your best player. Yeah, Ruben. Ruben started having games in the non-conference where it was like, oh, this yeah. is like the best player on the team level. Good. Um, he was in. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. He was the second most used player, and I don't even know what this was before he got injured because Edwards is. 40th in the country in usage percentage, but Ruben Jones is 214th in the country in usage percentage. Like that's how much they used him uh, before he got injured. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his, I mean, damn, he scored double digits in a lot of games. Here's his last seven games, 15, 16, 6, 20, 13, 16, 9. Yeah. And then Um, with the defender that he is. Yeah. And the passer that he is. Yeah. I just, it would just change everything. So again, if you take him out and you told me how they were seven and six in conference, I would have been, um, <clears throat> I think I would have said that I, I believe it. Like it sounds realistic to me. And so I think it's more impressive that you also lose, use, lose Nolan who, yeah, didn't have the the preseason or the non-conference season that we really, you know, wanted from him. But when you say you take away two of the ball handlers and that leaves Jason Edwards, I think it would scare both of us to think, I don't even know how this team wins games. Cause we didn't think Joe, Jason Edwards is going to be able to put up close to 30 yeah. almost every night, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, CJ is not five out of the 13 games. So, all right. So that's the first question. And I agree with that. I think like this, if you told me they were seven and six without Ruben, I'd be like, okay, no problem yeah. there. Like, that makes perfect sense. The second question is, this last stretch here, they're seven and six. The last five games are, like I said, the easier portion here. You started off easy, you end easier. Home against UTSA, on the road against Tulane. Didn't they already play on the road against Tulane? No, that was a home game. Uh, yeah. Road against Tulane, home against ECU, home against FAU, and then on the road against Rice. Those are the last five games. They're going to be favored in four to five, obviously, besides maybe FAU. And FAU just lost to USF. USF is going to win the conference. Yeah, USF way, is which incredible. Is crazy, crazy, and that's a that's a new coach there, isn't it? Like that's that's first year. Um, yes, I believe so. For, I I get because Charlotte and them have the same colors. I get mixed up with. Yeah, no, it is. Me, but... It is. He's from Kennesaw State. Yeah, Kennesaw State was good last year. Um, but anyways, yeah, USF. Shout out to y'all, man. Winning the conference the way I mean they've won eleven straight games at this point, including. FAU, North Texas, Charlotte, Memphis. Uh, they yeah. do end with SMU, Charlotte, um, Tulane, Tulsa. So we'll see. But regardless, so those are the last five games for North Texas. They're going to be favoring four of them. If they win four out of five, are we happy? Or do they have to win five out of five? Like, I think I if think they, they win three be. and they're not healthy, then that's fine. Like if, if we don't see Ruben or CJ and you win three of them, I'm assuming, that goes- they're, I'm assuming we're not going to see them just to, you know, Temper yeah. my expectations. Obviously, we hope to and expect to a little bit, at least for those last couple games. But if they don't come back, I think three and two. I think two lane is the one that because they just because they score so much and it's the end of the season, you might be fatigued. 
uh, defensively against them. Um, but I think if you go three and two and hopefully scare FAU, you feel pretty good. I just can't see a, a second loss here. Now I say that fully aware if they're not healthy, they could lose. Well, that's like, what I mean. Too late. I think too late just cause they, it's a way and it's, it's not like, yeah, it's, you're right. they're, they're not like Tulsa, you know, you're right. Tulsa, Tulsa is definitely, and Tulane's also seen North Texas already. They know what that defense is like now. You're good not going to surprise them and jump on them. Yeah. Good point. Three and two would put them at 10 and eight in conference play. And again, if you told me they'd never have Ruben and they missed CJ for half the year, I think that would be pretty damn good. Yeah. Like 10 and eight. And then you try to piece it together and make a run in the tournament. And it sounds like we are. I don't think it sounds like we're making excuses because I think all the North Texas fans are on the same page. This has been a year one under Ross Hodge that I think has gone very well. I think this not only on the court, but the team he assembled, I think shows that he knows what it takes to win in the American and he can acquire that talent. Because honestly, if you look at it, if you're from Ross, like from a player's perspective, if you're Rondell Walker, CJ Nolan, um, heck John bugs, if you're Jason, any of the new players on this team, you are buying into North Texas as a program. You're not buying into Ross Hodge as a coach per se, which I know sounds unfair because we know how great of a coach he is, but you're not buying into it. So now, Ross Hodge going into year two, if you can maintain this level of talent that they have on this team, because I still think, I won't speak for you, but I think this team at full strength probably only has three losses in conference right now. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe less. I think everyone – I mean, I did did the math. This is not counting UAB game. North Texas only lost every game from – after Ruben went out by 26 points, cumulative score. And that's including the Charlotte loss, which I think was like a 12. I 12. got it right here. Yeah, 12. It was 12 points. So if you take away Charlotte, you lose five games by 14 points. Yeah. Like, so again, it's razor thin margins for wins and losses here against good teams as well. And and that's the thing. And then if you go back to non-conference, they're losing these games close, which uh, they didn't have Ronda Walker in those games, which I think he makes a significant difference. Like this team at full, full, full strength has Rhonda Walker as potentially like a seventh man or eighth man. Yeah. One of the best rotations in the American. And I I think at that point, if this team was fully healthy throughout the year, you see them starting to click offensively. I think we're looking at one of the better offenses in the, in the conference and defensively, they're still playing well. So um, again, what ifs are always a part of sports. Like, we can do that with most or a lot of yeah. teams, you know, in, in basketball and others. But this is, I just, I really think Ross Hodge deserves credit for the job he's done this year. And we'll see if they went four to five, closing it out. Like, I think he should be in contention for like one of the like top three coaches in the conference at this point, if they win 11 games without Ruben Jones, I just didn't think that would happen. Um, but yeah, we'll see. UTSA at home is a get right game. And then, like you said, that two lane game. <laughs> get right. That two lane game is probably the one. That two lane game is the one where yeah. you, at, on the road at New Orleans, you got you to gotta win that one if you're going to get to 11 wins. So it would be great if CJ came back against UTSA. It would be fantastic. Yeah, we'll, we'll make some calls. We'll make some calls. We'll see. We'll see how we're doing. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Anything else here? No. Nope, nope, nope. Still 32nd in the country in defense. Very good. 
Um, Where are they in Ken Palm now? That lost. They haven't updated it yet. Oh, normally they're so quick. Yeah, I don't know. There's seven. Well, there's a lot of games going on. Maybe yeah, they got away from Memphis to lose to SMU. To update. Where is Memphis now? North Texas before this loss was 70th. Memphis, Memphis is... going into today is 84. 84. Jeez, man. This is Jeez. a team that was number 10 in the AP poll three weeks ago. Brutal. Now they are dead. I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think. From a conference perspective, like I said, I wouldn't want to play. If North Texas is fully healthy, I wouldn't want to play UAB and Charlotte. I think they can beat, like, UAB, Charlotte, top two, FAU's third, SMU's fourth, USF's fifth. That's probably the order of teams I don't want to play. But I think they can beat everybody in the conference if fully healthy. But we'll see. What if? What What if? if? What ifs? All right, that's all we got for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, Colin, have fun this weekend. You doing anything golfing? Anything? It's Sunday. The weekend's over, and I'm still sick. You think I'm going outside right now? I mean, sometimes it's good to get some exercise when you're sick. I took the trash out. That's that's good. No, the uh, the the last two days. Yesterday was the. I still didn't feel that well. Today I feel pretty good. It's just my you know I got a little cough and a sneeze here or there. What is what is this golf tournament that's going on right now? The Genesis. It's not the, it's not a major, is it? No, it's just Tiger's hosted event, but you know, Tiger had to withdraw because bad in and out. I saw flu that. symptoms, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, flu symptoms. Um I th- I didn't know I saw everyone talking about it. I was like, this must be a big deal here. Just because Tiger started playing again. Tiger's the needle, Bruni. Tiger's the needle. Um, all right. Well, good to know. Good to know. And that's all we got for you today. We're probably going to try to do another uh, football. I'm going to see if we can get a football uh, visitor on next week. Um, but, yeah, we'll probably do a basketball pod as well on that same day whenever we get it done. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Uh, spring ball is probably about to start for North, Te- for North Texas. We'll see when the dates are for that. And we'll start getting more and more football people on because it is almost spring. So, yeah, for Colin Mitchell, I'm Matthew Bruni. Uh, we will talk to y'all later. Follow us on the Twitters, uh, Green Room UNT. Uh, Colin did a great job tweeting out the game. Shout out to him. Round of applause, round of applause. I had to, um, I had to take some sick days there the last couple games. Sorry, Bruno. Yeah, I know. That's all right. Apologies. That's all right. That's why I'm here. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for joining us, and we will talk to y'all later.